The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details. Subscribe to Inclusion Revolution Radio wherever you can get podcasts. Introducing Under Armour's Infinity High Sports Bra. Its ergonomic design is molded to support the natural movement of your body. With cord-out padding, the better breathability eliminates extra bulk without sacrificing support. And quick-dry padding is Under Armour's fastest-drying padding yet. When you're lifting heavy, running fast, and pushing yourself further than ever before, you need a bra that will help you go that extra mile and make you feel your best. Shop the Infinity High Sports Bra now at UA.com. Welcome to Stacking the Box. To subscribe, hit us up on Google Play or iTunes or Spotify, wherever you get your podcast. Thank you. Here is Stacking the Box. Time to do our NFL recap, and there he is, Josh Hill, fan-sided editor and football knowledge person extraordinaire. Hill, Hill, good to see you, buddy. Good to see you, Carl. Another week of football. Week seven in the books, almost, as we're, of course, talking on Monday morning here. But let's start with the Kansas City Chiefs back on Thursday night, 30-6 to over the Broncos. Should Patrick Mahomes have been running a sneak? Do you blame Andy Reid and the Chiefs for not thinking that the best player in the NFL could get hurt running a sneak that lots of quarterbacks run all the time? No, I mean, it's football. Football's a physical sport. He's going to get hurt. Like, this was going to happen. Everybody, I mean, Ben Roethlisberger's out for the year. Tom Brady missed a year with a knee injury. Like, good quarterbacks get hurt. It's just It just happens. And you're not going to play conservative in Andy Reid's offense just because you're afraid of Patrick Mahomes getting hurt. It was a fluke. It was a freak accident. It wasn't like his ankle got hurt, which was the lingering problem. His kneecap dislocated. But he did have an ankle injury, and you are playing a game where you're in control, and maybe you don't put your best player in harm's way. Well, then what do you do? Don't play him. Give it to the Leave running the back. Bench. Why didn't you put Matt Moore in at that point and just say, hey, why even play Mahomes? Like, I, I understand the frustration because it's bad for football. It's not fun with Patrick Mahomes out of football. But this could have been a lot worse. And you're not going to change up your game plan and not run a quarterback sneak. They do it all the time. It's it, just It happened to it, be he got injured on this play. It, I wouldn't overthink it it. it. it did end up okay. He's probably going to miss three weeks or so. Can the Chiefs yeah. survive for three weeks without Patrick Mahomes? I think so. Next week, it's going to be an entirely new offense. You don't have any film on Matt Moore. You don't know what it's going to look like. Andy Reid's an offensive genius. I think that the Chiefs are going to be fine. We're going to find out about how complete of a team they are without Mahomes. Like with the Saints, without Drew Brees, and they're still winning. Can the Chiefs do that same thing? How good are they? It's a true test. And do the Broncos have to already start looking for a new head coach? Is Vic Fangio going to make it to year two? I think he should. I don't, if they fire Vic Fangio, that's a bad move. Like Let him keep developing that defense, see what's up with Drew Locke. Maybe you get a veteran quarterback this offseason. But firing Vic Fangio 
this isn't his fault. This is just a, it's a comedy of errors for the Broncos. And they lost a lot of close games. So they win against the Bears. They win against the Jaguars. We're having an entirely different conversation. About right. Them. They've been in a ton of games. Yeah. Uh, and I'm rooting for Vic. It's first time getting a chance to be a head coach. Hasn't gone great so far, but I'm with you. There. Stick with Vic. All right. Let's move on to the 49ers and the Redskins. Yes. The monsoon. <laughs> but that uh, 49ers defense looks good in bright sunshine, 75 degrees. It looks good in the rain. The Redskins look bad in any climate, too. Uh, and the 49ers just get a win, and they're still undefeated. And that, that defense is incredible. Tony Dungy said it on the Sunday night telecast that John Lynch, who was a part of the 2002 Buccaneers defense, is building a defense based around that physicality and that quickness. That was a fast and tough defense for the Bucs, and it won a Super Bowl. And it's constructed a lot in the same way in San Francisco, except the difference between a lot of these good defenses we've seen in the NFL these past couple of years, like the Jaguars and the Bears, they don't have a quarterback. And the 49ers have Jimmy Garoppolo, and I don't think he's hit his stride yet. So if he can hit his stride and the defense keeps playing the way it's playing, Robert Sala, learn that name and learn it well because it is the sound of your doom because that defense is incredible. One more thing on Garoppolo. When, Garoppolo it, when the Well, I don't know. When the rubber hits the road and you're, the NFC is stacked. It is. So... To me, Jimmy's actually gone backwards. So I, 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 don't, I don't know if come playoff time, which I think we can safely assume the Niners are going to be there, you don't start 6-0 and, and miss the playoffs. No. I'm, I, don't, I don't know if he's going to be enough. You think he's going to be enough? Yeah, come- all he needs to do is manage the game. All he needs to do is stay out of his own way. And so far, he's given us nothing to say that he won't do that. Let that defense smother whoever they get and just stay out of your own way. You don't need a lot of points to win. All right. I mean, I, gr- granted, it was the Redskins and it was a rainy game, but nine points, that's all they needed. All right, let's move on. Rams and Falcons, 37-10. to 10, uh, The Rams rolling over Atlanta. Jalen Ramsey, a lot of people didn't like that trade. I, I don't know if you, what you thought about it, but at least one week in, it looked like he helped that secondary, which was completely revamped, and the Rams rolling. I guess Atlanta is done and done. Yeah. But do, do you put the Rams back in the conversation in the NFC with, a, in, I guess, an impressive blowout win over a Wobegon Falcons team? I don't think they ever left the conversation. I think people wanted to take them out because they went on a three-game losing streak. It was a little tough stretch there. But Sean McVay, still one of the best coaches in the NFL. Jared Goff, we're starting to see him get exposed a little bit more as he continues into his career. That contract's starting to look a lot. So as you graduate and head out into the world, there's only one thing that you need to know. Hi, this is Jamie from Progressive. Yeah, I can talk now. Progressive protects you 24-7. So tell me what happened. Oh, I'm sorry, Gene. Can you give me one second? Um, brush up for every meal. Congratulations and thank you. Sorry about that. I'm back. So tell me about this fender bender. Contact us 24-7 on the phone, online, or on the mobile app. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Covered subject to policy terms. Not worse. But, I mean, they're still a very talented team. And you can't count them out. And would you want to get the Rams in the wild card round? I certainly would not. Because you don't know what's going to happen. You could beat them as easily as they could have one of those really great games. They're not going to beat you the same way that they were last year where they're lighting up the scoreboard, but, I mean, they're not. It's not like they somehow fell off a cliff. They just had a rough stretch. Dan Lots of teams have rough stress, stretches at the beginning of the season. Dan Quinn make it to the end of the year? No. Well, I mean, I think so because Arthur Blank is a head co- or an owner who doesn't like to make changes in the middle of the season unless you're Bobby Petrino and you're just leaving. But uh, that wasn't his fault. Um, but I don't think they make a move in season. But there's definitely going to be a move after the season. And I'll say it, and I'll say it again until it happens. If you're a Falcons fan, 
circle, highlight Jay Gruden's name because he's going to be in Atlanta next year. All right, Jay Gruden of the Falcons. Let's move on to the Bills. Five and one. Love it. Now they beat the Dolphins, uh, so there's that. 31-21. But five and one Buffalo. Is, are the Buffalo Bills a legitimate playoff contender in the AFC? Yeah, I think they're a legitimate playoff contender. I don't know how far they're going to go in the playoffs because I wasn't convinced by their performance against the Dolphins on Sunday. It was a home game. It's against one of the worst teams in football, probably one of the, when all is said is done, one of the historically worst teams we've ever seen. And they needed a late half, second half push to beat them. The score is not indicative of how tough of a game that was for the Bills. And give the Dolphins all the credit in the world. It's magic, baby. That's a team that is deep in the tank. And they went out, they, they almost won in Buffalo. If he doesn't throw, if Fitzpatrick doesn't throw an interception, I believe the third quarter of that game at the goal line, there's a very good chance that the Dolphins pull off the upset. So give the Dolphins all the credit in the world for going on the road and trying to win when everybody has them written off. And they're so deep in the tank that you know, they can't even snorkel they're so deep. Fair, would it be fair to say that Josh Allen is maybe top three surprise in the NFL this year? Another solid performance. Not sexy, but getting yeah. it done. And I think a lot of people were perhaps very skeptical on Josh Allen in Buffalo, but he's, he's doing it, man. He is. The stats were padded a little bit in garbage time at the end of that game. But, I mean, it's, you look at the other quarterbacks in the league that are struggling, and I don't want to you know, circle Mitchell Trubisky. Well, we can get to him. He's definitely a comparison. But Josh Allen's staying out of his way, and he's doing exactly what like, Garoppolo needs to do. If you have a good defense, just don't screw up. Allen's more likely to screw up, but so far, I mean, so good. Jaguars a winner over the Bengals, 27-17, another team that has uh, not won a game. And as Cincinnati's now 0-7, worse right now than the Dolphins, 0-6, but still on pace. Uh, All right, so this Jaguars team is sitting at 3-4, but in a division that's uh, very, very winnable here. You could almost make the argument that the Jaguars might be the best team in the AFC South. What do you think? The AFC South's a very interesting division because it's – we're getting back to the old vintage days where a team might win it by default, but it's a little bit more talented than that. Gardner Minshew is still a good story. The defense has looked more and more impressive as the season's going on, and that's going to be – that is their saving grace. It was when they had Blake Bortles, and it will be if they have Minshew, who actually seems like a legitimate quarterback. So I would say that they're, they're still probably the third best team in the AFC South. I'd put the Texans and the Colts above them, but it's a very, very close margin. It's not a wide gap between those three teams. I give the Colts credit. We'll get to them in a second, too, here. But uh, very impressive moving on from Colts, Andrew yeah. Luck. So, but right now, we're going to talk Vikings and Lions, 42-30. to 30. Kirk Cousins, four touchdown passes. Have they oh, figured yeah. out the Kirk Cousins formula in Minnesota? I don't think they'll ever figure out the Kirk Cousins formula. But if, he has, if he's capable of having games like this, he's gone a couple weeks with really good games. The Eagles' defense isn't as good as we thought it was, so maybe we want to cross that out. The Giants, whatever. I mean, that was the, they're the Giants. But the Lions' defense is really good, and the Lions have been a pleasant surprise in the NFC this year. And the way that the Vikings just beat the doors off them on the road, Kirk Cousins looks like he's hitting his stride. I don't think that he's going to be this guy every single week, but the Vikings just need him to be this guy in the playoffs. And, what, and I said last week that they paid $84 million for him to be like this more consistently. And I don't think that he's going to be a consistent guy. He's never been a consistent guy. But if he can be capable of this, that maybe gives you a little bit more confidence in a playoff game if you have to face a shootout with Aaron Rodgers or maybe a shootout with the Rams. God forbid you get to the Super Bowl and you're in a shootout with Patrick Mahomes and the Chiefs. 
This gives Vikings and Vikings fans, and more importantly, that defense confidence that they can go out there and their efforts are going to be rewarded and not you know trampled on by Kirk Cousins. It's interesting that you're not counting out the Lions, which it's just depressing right so. now for a Detroit fan. I mean, you start out 2-0-1, now you've lost your last three, and you've mm-hmm. got games that you absolutely should have won and got screwed. So, you know, We're talking about the Packers game. Yeah. Uh, a lot of good, I mean, a lot of teams playing well in the NFC, but you're not ruling Detroit out? I Not yet. I like their effort. A for effort. I don't know if they're a playoff team necessarily, but they're, they're a pleasant surprise in that I thought they were going to be a lot worse than they are. And now we're seeing them, you know, the defense looks good. Patricia's able to get that offense going. They're more impressive than I gave them credit for before the season. And hey, they almost beat the Chiefs. And if they get a good call in, in Green Bay the other week. Not even a good call, the right call. The right, I mean, they're the two interesting games away from leading the NFC North, and we're having an entirely different conversation about Matt Patricia. So give give the Lions credit. I like them. Big surprise. All right, let's move on, staying in the NFC North, and to one of the best teams in football, and that is the Green Bay Packers. Green Bay winning again, but uh, the Packers have been playing a lot of home games, and yep. their schedule's about to get a whole lot tougher, but they beat the Raiders 42-24, to Aaron Rodgers 5 more touchdown passes. The Packers are 6-1. and one. Are they the best team in the NFC? Uh, yeah, and I think this is the start of the Aaron Rodgers MVP campaign. We've been talking about Christian McCaffrey. We've been talking about Russell Wilson, rightfully so. Mahomes is always in there because you never know what he's going to do. But this is the start of Aaron Rodgers saying, look, this is my team, this is my division, and this is my season. And we're going to come out of this, and the Packers are the best team in the NFC. They might be the best team in the NFL, I like Aaron Rodgers as the MVP right now. It's a narrative award. So the whole thing about he's first year without McCarthy, he's finally unlocking himself in this offense. Six touchdowns on Sunday? Holy cow. Like, yeah, well, this is incredible. Well, he's. I think coming into the season, we all knew that he was going to be highly motivated to show that, uh, yeah, that McCarthy fellow, look, I know what mm-hmm. I'm doing. Get him out of here. Matt LaFleur and him and I clearly have partnered well. Uh, Man, that looked rough at the start too. It, well, good. Let's get, let's get it on the table and let's let, let's figure it out. Twenty-five of thirty-one yesterday. Completed passes. Yep. Day different. I mean, the guy's just phenomenal. Uh, what about the Raiders? Sitting at three and three, and uh, an impressive win, I guess. Although getting less impressive when you look at the way the Bears are trending. But Oakland's still hanging around. Oakland's hanging around. And look, if Derek Carr doesn't fumble that ball at the goal line early in the second half. There's a good chance that the Raiders score, and the Packers only get a field goal before halftime, and then you're looking at, at worst, a 17-17 game. Then the Packers score. It's 24-17 when the Raiders get the ball back in third quarter instead of 28-10. That's an entirely different game plan. That's an entirely different second half, and there's a good chance that maybe the Raiders win in Lambeau. Then, ooh, we're talking about the Raiders a little bit differently than we are, but right now, I mean, 42-24 to looks about right as where the Raiders are supposed to be because they they just they can't stay out of their own way. Gruden though he's he's he's, he's getting the Gruden on. It's a different Raiders team. It is a lot different than I thought they were going to be before the season. This is not the Raiders of last year. Yeah. So. All right, Indianapolis. Great. This was my one of the best games of the day yesterday. But oh, yeah. Deshaun Watson doing everything he can uh, coming up short yesterday. But uh, man, I love that guy. Incredible competitor. Colts 30, the Texans 23. Jacoby yep. Brissett, four touchdowns mm-hmm. and uh, you know 300-plus yards. Indianapolis, I, w- I would say the biggest surprise in the NFL. The, 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 yeah, the Colts are my favorite team in football right now just because they don't get the right head coach a couple of years ago. Yeah. And they have to, fire, or they have to hire uh, Frank Reich. That turned out well. Thumbs up for you, Frank Reich. Andrew Luck 
retires before the season starts. Oh, the season's lost. Jacoby Brissett comes in, and he not every week has been impressive, but I think he has more weeks like this in him than he does the bad weeks that we've seen. And this is a testament to how well this team is constructed. Frank Reich, we're looking back, if we're going to look retroactively, how important he was to that Eagles Super Bowl, now that we've seen what the Eagles look like now, and what Reich's doing in Indianapolis. I love the Colts. I think they're going to win the AFC South. Let's not count them out of making a little bit of a nice run in the playoffs. I don't think they're going to the Super Bowl, but this is an incredible turnaround from where we thought they were going to be this year. I, the Colts, how can you not enjoy watching them? And Jacoby Brissett, it's fantastic. And Deshaun Watson is my new favorite player in the NFL after that. Uh, I, I just got his, the, the video about him explaining how the offense works yep. and how the team's in cover four that's been viewed six million times online. It was at that moment that it, it took me that too moment. long. It was, took me too long, but I'm like, okay, this guy is just unbelievable. Can you please catch the ball? I mean, he had two picks yesterday that he shouldn't have had. Uh, yeah. So, so I, the Texans are four and three with a tough loss here. Houston's right there. They're, they're very much a, a factor in the AFC. I, I, it's a tough loss, a bad loss. And they would have looked, you know, it would have been a great one to win on the road, but I, I, yeah. I still appreciate where the Texans are at. Underdog Fantasy is the fastest-growing fantasy app and easiest place to play fantasy sports. Just jump on underdogfantasy.com or download the app, draft your team, and that's it. And if drafts aren't your thing, they also have a pick'em game where you can win 20 times your money in a single night. Use promo code RADIO, and Underdog will double your first deposit when you sign up with up to $100 in bonus cash. Deposit $100? Get $100 free. That's promo code RADIO. Terms and conditions apply. I think both of these teams make the playoffs at the end of the year. I hope so. I, I, I really am invested in Houston. <laughs> All right. Let's move on to the Cardinals and the Giants. 27-21. The rookie quarterback battle with Daniel Jones going 22-35 of 35 for 223. Kyler Murray. Falcons are, or the Cardinals rather, are another surprise too at 503-3. Yeah, I mean... Kyler Murray is just fun to watch. And I like I don't know why everybody was rooting against this Cliff Kingsbury Kyler Murray thing. Like I know why, but I mean why can't we just live in the moment and enjoy this? Like they're not going to go to the playoffs. They're not going to be a good team. They're probably going to get a top 15 pick this year in the draft. But let's build on this Kyler Murray momentum. Like he he still has a lot to work on. But from what we've seen in his rookie season, he's a lot better than what people said. Oh, I can't believe you're going to take him number 1 overall. This is going to be a mistake. You traded Josh Rosen for this. I'd say that it's working out a lot better than people thought. And, hey, they're fun. Seesaw fair. Giants, it was, uh, you know, the Cardinals out early, the Giants coming back here. Uh, if you're the New York Giants, uh, any, any, what, what lies ahead for the New York football Giants? Oh, that is the, That's the good that is the question. Uh, Where do you go? I guess you, you don't go anywhere. You, you keep on throwing Daniel Jones out there, let him develop, and you look towards 2020, right? right. You might as well. The, the future is in the future for the Giants. So. Yeah. All right. Fair enough. Let's let's do the Titans and the Chargers. Uh, that is a rough loss for the Los Angeles Chargers. That's a season-ending loss. Well, okay. So you think the Chargers are done I think here? Cooked. Yeah. I think they're done. And look, they lost Derwin James before the season started, so that hurt. You kind of knew you were coming into this down. A couple cards in your hand. I just you lose games like this, and it's I don't know what to say about it. Like the clock management at the end of the game was terrible. The Titans didn't do much better either. Like, this was just a sloppy game. Nobody should have won when all was said and done. But, I mean, the Titans get the win. But more importantly, this is a loss for the Chargers that, I mean, look, if there was ever a year that the Chargers were going to do it all like they've been expected to for the past 15 years with Phillip Rivers, 
it was this year and it was right now. Patrick Mahomes goes down. The AFC West is as winnable as it's ever been because you've got the Raiders and you've got the Broncos in there who aren't going anywhere. And you're coming off a season like last year where you hit your stride late in the year and everybody's like, Philip Rivers is having a moment. This is a renaissance for Philip Rivers, a guy who's never gone to a Super Bowl, something that's going to get hammered into the ground the more that the team plays like this and the older that he gets. This was their window. Everything lined up for him, and they've gone full chargers. So. Well, I, I actually think he's going to get to the Super Bowl, and it's going to be next year with the Chicago Bears. That's I like right. that you've subscribed to this. This uh, is good. I, I, I mean, I think that there's a lot of questions in Chicago right now, and who oh, knows yeah. who's going to be quarterbacking that team next year. Uh, and we can move on to the Bears and the Saints. Uh, 36-25, New Orleans. Let's talk about the Saints first, and Teddy Bridgewater, who's now yeah. 5-0 and as a starter. Drew Brees looks like he's going to be back next week. Uh, but this Saints team is on a mission. Sean Payton and company playing yesterday without Brees, without Kamara, without Jerry. Jared Cook mm-hmm. and just rolled the Bears and mocked them along the way. This is Saints are right there at the top of the NFC. They are. And when Breeze comes back, I think that they're going to take the mantle as the best team in the NFC. Right now, it is the Packers because we haven't seen the uh, Drew Breeze back in this offense, and Teddy Bridgewater is not going to put you above Aaron Rodgers. And I don't know if he puts them above the Saints, but there's a good three team race there. But with Drew Breeze back in this, with the Patrick Mahomes injury, we're going to see what the Chiefs are like without him, how complete of a team they are. The Saints, we've seen how complete they are. They take Drew's, Drew Brees out of that. That's not supposed to work. They're not supposed to win games. If you take a Hall of Fame, legendary quarterback out of your offense, you don't win games. But the Saints do because they're a complete team. They're probably the most well-coached franchise in football. And they adjust from week to week better than anybody knows how to do. And they've done this consistently over the last couple of years, and they just keep getting better at it. If you don't have a Minneapolis miracle and you don't have a bad pass interference call last year, we're talking seriously about the Saints going to three straight Super Bowls right now. That is how good they are, with or without Breeze. And that's the most incredible part about this. And Teddy Bridgewater, is he the best story of the decade? Yeah, his and, leg explodes and he's never going to play again. And now he's having this. Well, that could this be is an, incredible. That could be another guy who could be starting quarterback in Chicago <laughs> next year. Somebody want everybody. Well, Te- Teddy is is showing that. Look, he's. He's not the most accurate quarterback in the NFL, and he's he's certainly not going to like wow you. Yeah. But that dude knows what he's doing, and he he plays within himself. I I take Teddy Bridgewater on my football team any day. Yep. Now the Bears are the biggest disappointment in the NFL, and Big time. Mitchell Trubisky is uh, that has trended further down than even the negative Trubisky. Opinion people like yours truly, uh-huh. uh, I didn't think it was going to get this bad. So Matt Nagy. <laughs> Should he give up play calling? Because that's uh, that seems to be on the table in Chicago. You've got Andy Reid was calling plays when he was in Kansas City. That was a big concern coming over here. The Bears ran for 17 yards. That's nearly impossible to do. You'd think you'd pop one run for 17, uh, but they ran for 17 total yards. Tariq Cohn had nine catches for 19 yards. Uh, that offense is broke. They had a special teams. They had a punt blocked. Mm-hmm. And defensively, they're missing Akeem Hicks. And the Saints, just like the Raiders, him. ran it right down the middle, and, and the Bears had nothing. Yeah, they miss, they miss Hicks in a big way. And they, the offense is constructed in a very weird way because you mentioned the run game. They don't have a running game. They like don't. It's, it's not because they you know, had bad play calls. It's because they don't have a running back. They have a couple of pass-catching running backs. And you're trying to construct your offense that way? I don't understand what the Bears are doing. Trubisky, that's... The thirty million dollar question. It's over. I think but it's is over. Is it over? Because that's the thing. Do, if you bench him right now, which I think everybody universally would say is the right decision, 
You're punting on the next year of his I, contract. I actually would not bench him. I would continue to play him and, and try to get something out of him. But it, it, it but I but I would be of the belief that I'm gonna try. Yeah. But it, it's it's over. What the it, bears it's do. it's a divorce it's a divorce where she's cheated on you five times and you're still and you just you're going to couples counseling, but you know it's over. It's that's an interesting analogy. <laughs> but what yeah, what the Bears do here is you ride out the rest of the season with Trubisky because it's a lost season. You're not going to catch the Vikings and you're not going to catch the Packers. You probably maybe won't even catch the Lions. You might finish in last place. So punt on this season and ride out Trubisky for this year and let him make mistakes. Let him show you that he cannot lead this team. And then there is no discussion in the offseason about moving on from him and getting a veteran. You're not going to draft the guy because the Bears are in a tricky spot where this defense is now in a, in a position where you can't draft the guy and develop him. You need a Philip Rivers or a Cam Newton or maybe a Jameis Winston, a Teddy Bridgewater, one of these guys to come in and just be that guy. You can't develop. You, but right. ride out Trubisky. Trust him. Don't throw dink and dunks. Let him go deep. Let him screw up. They're protecting him for some reason. And that's how you get into a position where you're paying him like Jared Goff and all of a sudden you're stuck in a bad contract. Don't do that. Trust him. Let him screw up. Move on. The season's lost. Cut bait. That is the best possible thing for the Bears. I don't know if it's going to happen. Right. I think it's. I think it's very clear that you can see Mitchell Trubisky. You'll be a nice backup somewhere. That's that looks to be his pu- his future. Ravens, your team. How about them? <laughs> yeah, Matt Verderam, our NFL insider here, yelled at me last week when I he said did. the Ravens are a Super Bowl contender in the AFC. He thought I was nuts, and I said they were going to beat Seattle. And uh, him and Jeff Schwartz yelled at me from the Stacking the Box podcast. Anyway, 30-16, to 16, Ravens over the Seahawks. And Lamar didn't throw for a lot, but he ran for over 100 again. And really, uh, this was an easy win for the Ravens, certainly in the second half they were cruising. And if they had played more effectively in the first half, they really would have blown them out. So, Balt, what, where are we at with uh, where the Ravens are as far as contenders in the AFC? I think that... They're legitimate contenders. They went into Seattle and they comfortably won on the road with Lamar Jackson. All of these things that weren't supposed to happen are happening. And Lamar Jackson, I'm going to take your Super Bowl thing a step further. I think Lamar Jackson is top three in the MVP conversation. And you're kidding yourself if you're trying to argue against him being in that conversation. Like with Aaron Rodgers, it's a narrative thing. It's a narrative award. So if Lamar Jackson continues to play like this, he continues to be fun. I don't. I mean, they're winning games. Say the the Ravens finish twelve and four this year, and Lamar Jackson continues to play the way he's playing. Maybe he's not the best passer in the world, but he's electric. Somewhere on the scale between Michael Vick and Cam Newton, which is a very high bar. I mean, you're trying too hard to not include him in an MVP conversation when he absolutely one hundred percent is right up there with McCaffrey, with Wilson, with Rodgers. It's. I mean, he. He beat Russell Wilson on Sunday. And Jadavian Clowney of the Seahawks said, I always wanted to play against Michael Vick. I guess I, this is as close as I'm going to get. That's a hell yeah. of a compliment by Jadavian Clowney, particularly after a loss, just complimenting mm-hmm. a guy. All the Seahawks guys were like, this guy is incredible. Yeah, and so. he, it's little things, like the small jukes. He just throws guys off. There was a run where he went to the sideline and cut back. It looked like a small thing, but they showed another angle. And the Seahawks defenders are like, he's too fast, and we don't know where he's going. That's dangerous. If he learns how to throw better, if he can become a better passer, ooh boy. Well, and, wow. that, and that's the thing too. Like at some point, a guy like that is going to get clipped, and is you're, you're, yeah. you're worried it's going to be RG three or whatever you want to name as far as a guy that's career is cut short. Uh, Seahawks, should you be concerned here? They're, you're still five and two. No, you're, you're never concerned as long as Pete Carroll's the head coach and Russell Wilson's your quarterback. You're not concerned as a Seahawks fan. 
All right, one team that is concerned is the Philadelphia Eagles, and they should be. Deeply. Only one game back, uh, but she just got smoked by the Cowboys, who looked phenomenal. Uh, Dallas is, you know, you're talking about a one-game over 500 Cowboys team, but they absolutely look like the best team in that division, and Zeke's got it going on. uh, And I don't know, you almost can make an argument that it's over for the Eagles, and and Dallas is really, I mean, who's going to rise up and and, and compete with the Cowboys the rest of the way here, in the the East at least? Yeah, it's time to hit the eject button on the Eagles. They're, They're cooked. It's not good. The Super Bowl hangover maybe took a little while to get to them. We'll see. And I don't want to sell all my Carson Wentz stock just yet because that's going to be the popular take is, oh, he's trash. He's no good. Look, just let's see what the Eagles look like next year. This is a lot of injuries have happened. It's not a good year. But they're, it, the, the Super Bowl takes with the Eagles not aging particularly well. But the Cowboys, if they can get back to what they were doing earlier this season with the offense, which it looks like they are, last night Mm -hmm. 30 plus points again they're a dangerous dangerous team like we've kind of all forgotten about how big of a conversation it was that the cowboys weren't paying dak prescott because he went through a little bit of a tough stretch i think those conversations heat up again just for the record as i'm checking my fantasy football team right now uh i'm I'm gonna lose by a point i'm gonna i'm gonna (laughs) r.i.p is right i'm gonna lose by a point uh, because Carson Wentz stunk yesterday. Uh, there you go, personal investment. I mean, come Imagine on. Imagine how Eagles fans feel now. Come on, man. Come on, man. I should have rushed. Those, those fans boo Santa Claus. Yeah. So, I, that's just. You, know, the, you don't want to play like that. In I, if I had started the Cowboys defense, too, I would have won also. Bears killing me with their production yesterday. All right, Josh Hill, good to be with you, my friend. Yes, yes. We will see you next week. Week seven in the books. Uh, tip of the cap to the Ravens tip of the cap to i'm gonna give it to you the new orleans saints those are two, those those two impressing in week seven we'll see you next week this podcast is brought to you by fansided join our community of over 300 sites from sports to pop culture and everything in between At Progressive, you can get 24-7 protection, even if you break the space-time continuum. We did it. We time-traveled to yesterday. Wait, Progressive covers us 24-7, but we just created an eight-day week, and it's 24-7 coverage, not 24-8. We gotta go back. Are you joking right now? Shh, I'm calling them. Hi, I have a question about time travel. Progressive offers more than a great price when you bundle home and auto. We offer round-the-clock protection, which literally means anytime. Coverage from Progressive Casualty Insurance Company affiliates and third-party insurers and subject to policy terms. Bundle discount not available in all states or situations. Save big on Brunch for Mom, all in the Kroger app. Get 16-ounce packs of flavorful Angus 90% Lean Ground Sirloin for $4.99 each with a digital coupon. Then buy two, get two free on 12 packs of delicious Coca-Cola, Pepsi, or 7-Up, all with your card. Shop these deals at your local Kroger today. Or tap the screen now to download the Kroger app to save big today. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Prices and product availability subject to change. Restrictions apply. See site for details.